Ryan Mudd Show. Throw in your two cents. Call 1-866-610-6397. That's 1-866-610-6397. You can do anything, and once you're established, you can get away with it. Banana on the, on the wall, you can make a lot, a lot of bananas with it. Many believe this more appealing piece at a ripe $120,000 represents the art world and its gaping wealth inequalities. It's mocking the art world. That's what Maurizio Catalan does. <laughs> that was a CNN piece. I, I like that. Their angle on that story is wealth inequality through art. Okay, fine. Remember that? Remember Art Basel a few years back? The banana taped to the wall. We had some fun with that one. Pretty remarkable when you tape a banana to a wall and sell that thing for 120 grand. Anyway, this one caught my attention because guess what? The banana, it's long gone, but it is in the news. Why? Well, could there have been a violation in play there? Joining us to talk about it is South Florida's own, the patent professor, John Risby, joins us again. What's going on here? Yeah, so uh, interestingly enough, this was not the first time a banana was taped to a wall. And (laughs) uh, I I would think it was the first. It kind of surprised me uh, to hear about this, but apparently... A, an artist, uh, Joe Morford, claims that back in 2000, he had taped both an orange and a banana uh, to a wall uh, similarly and, there, and filed for a copyright uh, and, and therefore is claiming infringement. No kidding. I mean, there are no new ideas. At the point where you tape a banana to the wall and that's been done and copyrighted. <laughs> There are new no no new ideas. Uh, so, John, I mean, what's the deal here? Is there a- any kind of legitimate claim, or is this just somebody looking for some attention? Yeah. So, uh, no, I, it, there absolutely is a legitimate claim. Uh, copyright law has a very low threshold for originality, and that's why photographs are copyrightable. Like, there's you know, obviously the Eiffel Tower, for example, uh, uh, any any buildings, any structures. There are thousands and thousands, millions of people uh, taking photographs, but each one has uh, a sufficient uh, originality to be copyrightable. Like there's the different angles, the sun, the lighting, all of these things make a difference. Um, I guess the question is, is there, you know, is there more than one way to tape a banana to a wall? And if the answer is yes... Uh, there's more than one way to tape a banana to a wall. The angle of the duct tape, the lighting, there's, there's so much uh, involved. In this case, uh, I think, you know, there, there's, a, there's a few differences. They're incredibly minor. I mean, uh, the plaintiff's original 2000 banana that was taped was a synthetic banana, but you really can't tell that, uh, anyone looking at it. And his was taped onto green paper, uh, Mauricio Catalan's banana is taped to, to a white wall. Uh, the angles are slightly different. I mean, I think the judge did the right thing in this case by not dismissing the lawsuit on a motion to dismiss. I, you know, regardless of what we think about this in terms of art, I think the plaintiff is entitled to their day in court at least to show that they, they have met the sufficient minimum uh, originality requirement uh, to, to sustain the case from being dismissed. 
Well, look, I mean, to, to your point, to the extent that it is legitimized by virtue of somebody laying down 120 grand for it, then I suppose there is, you know, potentially a, a financial, you know, claim and component to what you're talking about here based upon what you just laid out. Although, um, this, this does beg for a bit of a show trial because I could just imagine, you know, the, the attorneys on both sides showing the angles of their, the, their bananas and, uh, the tape and the methodology. Uh, that would be, uh, That'd be a new one for for sure. <laughs> it, it, it is a new one, and, and you know what? When, when there was that first sale for one hundred twenty thousand dollars, like the you know, it shocked the art world. Uh, but the plaintiff is seeking damages of three hundred and ninety thousand dollars because there were three there were three sales. So uh, it's not you know, it's not just a one time uh, crazy buyer that went out and, and paid this. Apparently, there's you know, that's there's, that's the going price for a banana tape duct tape to to a wall. And uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It says a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> ThePatentProfessor.com. And, of course, he's South Florida's own patent professor, John Risby. Appreciate it, as always. Always a pleasure. Thank you. I mean, there you go. The story's not dead. And it might have been a violation. Uh, I mean, that, that just that's how good the Trump economy was. You know, pre-COVID. Bananas taped to walls in Miami, sold for $120,000. All right, uh, speaking of our state, let's take a look at some of the news from around it that impacts you. Uh, speaking of money, a little bit of savings here. Gas prices down another $0.02 cents per gallon statewide. Average price for a gallon of regular unleaded now checking in at 432 in Southeast Florida. Our price is ranging from an average low of 441 in Miami-Dade to 455 in the Palm Beaches. COVID cases. By the way, I I had a couple of people have reached out to me as I've I've referenced this and the cases are rising and everything. I have no purpose for mentioning this. So people are like, you know, hospitalizations and everything else. No, like I mean. Very few people are, are getting anything uh, in, in terms of s- significant symptoms from this. I'm not trying to suggest otherwise. I mean, it, it's just mainly, hey, you know, more COVID being out there. Here's what's going on. Um, because I don't think any of us want to get sick. I mean, regardless, right? If you have a choice, I could get sick or not get sick today, which is it? So, you know, it's it's truly meant for informational purposes. But we have seen a surge pick up again. And we are back at our highest level now since February 12th. We're checking in over the past week with an average of more than 11,500 cases per day. And, uh, I mean, you do have to go back to when we are on the uh, initial downswing from the winter Omicron surge. And, you know, the current variant that's that's doing this is one of the Omicron variants, BA5. Uh, But, uh, anyway, the deal with it is that basically... No immunity from it. If you've had COVID before, you still get this thing. The vaccinations, we know those haven't protected anybody from a virus in a very long time. Certainly not keeping anybody from getting this thing. So that's the biggest issue is that if you come across it, really good chance you're going to uh, to get sick with it. And I think we all want to avoid that. A uh, Not good news here. A fourth Florida property insurer has entered liquidation this year amid the state's property insurance crisis. It was one that was on the radar and expected to go, but now it has. It is Southern Fidelity. So Southern Fidelity has entered receivership today. 
it's going to leave an additional 78,000 plus Floridians seeking a new property insurer. And we know where that commonly goes these days. That often leads to citizens, right? So, yeah, uh, more of the same there. And Moms for Liberty, you might remember earlier in the week, we talked to the Miami Rep for Moms for Liberty. They're an education watchdog, which opposes the teaching of woke ideology in schools. They are hosting their national summit in Tampa this weekend. It is kicking off today. Governor DeSantis, the featured speaker, kicking things off. At real time, I think it's liable to have happened. But uh, anyway, you have the Governor DeSantis, Ford's First Lady Casey DeSantis, Senator Rick Scott, you have MLK Jr.'s niece, Alveda King, and former HUD Secretary Dr. Ben Carson, all among the featured speakers this weekend for Moms for Liberty in Tampa. And speaking of involved parents, reference this at the onset of the show, my top three takeaways today, coming up at 11.20. Yeah, we have some really absurd gender identity material that has been taught in at least one Florida public school post the passage of the Parental Rights and Education Law. And uh, I'm going to bring that to you and give you an idea of what you need to be mindful of. Laws can't protect people from those who choose to break them. And we've seen from our school districts in South Florida to teachers themselves, they're willing to do it in some instances. Natalie, trending story up next here at the Brian Mudd Show. He's ready to go 610 WYOD. (laughs) 